Good morning, happy Monday after Christmas. I hope you're having an awesome day. My hair is a mess, I just finished working out. Everything was crazy. <laughs> Today I feel like the Monday after a holiday always is, like getting back into routine is hard. So high five to everyone who's getting back into routine today, whether that's with your nutrition or your workouts or with your devotions or with time to yourself, which is what we're going to talk about today. I am high-fiving you virtually. Ladies, I hope you had an awesome Christmas. Um, it's one of those things that is crazy when it's over. It feels like a wedding almost, you know? Like, oh, we've been planning for this day and now it's over. But the good news is it's not over for us Christians, right? Like, we have the love of God and the Holy Spirit in us always. We have the ultimate gift from Jesus. So let's celebrate that. Good morning, Jessica. And let's remember the ultimate reason for the season, which is Jesus and that gift that lives in us with the Holy Spirit all the time. Before we start today, I'd love to pray over us. If there's something that you need prayer for and you want to share it, please comment below if there is something you need prayer for and you don't want to share it. Um, just give an emoji of any kind, a hand up, a, a whatever emoji you would like, and we will pray over you and your situation, and then we'll get started on rest. So Lord God, we come to you today just with grateful hearts, Father, as we um, celebrate the birth of Jesus here on earth. Lord, we are so grateful that you sent your son here to live in flesh and blood and to die for our sins. Father, thank you for saving us through him. Thank you for delivering us through him. Thank you for the example he set here in earthly form for us to follow with our faith, with uh, views on politics, with um, views on health, with views on relationships, with views on family. Lord, I lift up all of those who are in need of prayer right now, Father, that the Holy Spirit just touch them, that you comfort them, that you be near to them. Lord, you say that you are, but sometimes our eyes are burdened by the um, sadness of a situation or of the heaviness of a situation. It can seem like you're really far away. So Lord, just show yourself to them right now. Supernaturally touch them. Let them know that you are here. Lord, we praise everyone who has praise reports today as well. And I just thank you for an amazing new week filled with your blessings and goodness and in your timing. We love you. We thank you. We praise you. Amen. Good morning, everybody. Ooh, there's lots of people on today. That's what happens when school break is out, I guess, right? <laughs> Plantar fasciitis. Oh, I hate it. Um, Jackie, I'll send you actually some workouts for that and stretches for that to help as well. So today we're talking about rest and we're talking about this because I think it's really important in this season we're go 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 a lot of us moms we're getting things ready we're prepping things we're hosting people at the house good morning Jenna we are um, driving people everywhere all the time the kids are out of school we're busy 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 and when we stay in that mentality of busy equals productive or 
busy equals fruitful or busy equals anything, we miss the blessings that are right in front of us. So I understand that we may have seasons of busyness, right? If you work in retail, a few of my clients do, and we've been talking through this. If you work in retail, you're in a busy season right now. Even though Christmas has passed, you have people that are returning. Samara, I'm happy to have you live too. You have people returning gifts. So this next week or so is still going to be busy. But it's a season. It's not meant for us to live in. And the more we get used to this busy season and quote it as normal, the more we live in this autopilot of busy. And we think because we're doing more, we are more. We think because we're doing more, we're more productive. Because we're doing more, our wheels are spinning constantly, we're just go, 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 that we are exceeding more, doing more. And then the weird thing we do is we're so busy for other people doing all these different things that we then glorify in a passive aggressive type way to be like, oh, but I have no time for myself. Oh, that's so horrible. But we're actually choosing not to have any time for ourselves. So we're looking for sympathy and we're looking for praise about how busy we are and what we're doing and we think we're doing more. And then we bring in the, ah, I just don't have enough time to take care of myself and eat a good meal and exercise or get outside. And then we look for sympathy from that to justify the life that we've now chosen for ourselves and busyness. And it becomes this weird circle of dysfunction, a weird circle that Jesus didn't come here for you to live in. I just want to be straight up. He did not call you to live to be a busy, busy, busy life. He didn't call us to look for the beautiful things, but then be so busy that we don't have time to look for them, right? He calls us to look for the things that are beautiful in this world. And if you are laser focused on being busy and taking the kids everywhere and doing all the things for everybody and being this and being that and being here and being there, you will never see the beauty and the blessing that is right in front of you. You will be chasing something that you will never achieve because you were never meant to live in this moment forever. You weren't meant to live in busy forever. You weren't meant to be on autopilot forever. You weren't meant to be bottom of the totem pole forever. Jesus did not die on a cross for you to be eliminated from your needs. For you to do everything for everyone and never sleep and always on. Our brains aren't meant to live there. So the more I talk to my clients... And, and work through this with them and, and dig through this with them, the more I'm realizing this is like a, a thing right now. This is an epidemic in and of itself. This busy culture that we think is normal right now, that we think is what we should do as women. Oh, I'm, I'm laying my life down. I am serving everybody else. Ladies, that's good. But we're warping the blessing there. How many verses we know in the Bible are misquoted by people that don't know the whole story? But we do the same thing with these verses for ourselves to justify our actions. I am not 
exempt from this either, right? I'm like, well, the Bible says not to run <laughs> or whatever else is in the Bible with what I'm feeling. I can easily warp because of the enemy. A blessing that Jesus and the Bible gave me in a verse and make it into something that it's not. Because there's warfare constantly going on. It's one thought that takes what was from God and then makes it a, a, a blessing into a burden. What makes you lifted into, was I? The same thing the devil did with Eve in the apple. Did God say that? He's making you question that. He's making you question your reality. He's making you question what you know is true. But he says it in a way that you go, but is it? Is it true? How many feel that way? I'd love to know. If there is something where you're going through some emotional trauma, maybe physical trauma, something is going on in your life. There's a riff in your family. There's a riff in your marriage. There's a riff with your kids. And the enemy says one thing. Did he say that? And we go, I don't know. Did he say that? Right? Gemma, yeah. Did he say you couldn't eat that from that? Did he really say that about you? Did he really say you were saved from all of your sin? Did he really say that you don't have to do anything else but believe? Did he really say that you're good enough as you are? Did he really say you are beautifully, perfectly, lovely, good? You are made in him, his image? Or was he just talking about everyone else, not you? Does God make mistakes? Did he say that? No, he didn't. But we think that all the time about ourselves. We think that all the time about where we're at. I must be a mistake. I've messed up too many times. I can't go back. It would really be embarrassing for you to go back and ask for forgiveness again, wouldn't it? Yes. And then we allow that thought. We allow that yes to affect the rest of our faith, the rest of our family, the rest of our beliefs, the rest of our lineology. What are we leaving for our kids? Think about what happened when Eve ate the apple, then Adam ate it, right? And generations later, we're still dealing with the decisions that other people we didn't know, we weren't in relation with, we didn't see every day, we're still dealing with it. There are decisions you're making today that your children are going to see that they will replicate and see for generations to come. What? are those decisions you're making? Is it that you can be busy all the time and go, 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 and that if you stop your failure and you can't go, and now your kids are watching this snowball effect of busyness. Busyness is good because my mom did it. She never slept, so I guess I shouldn't sleep. She just went, 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 went. She never had time to sit and be with us. She was always going. She's working so hard. But now our daughters and our sons think, well, we just need to work harder. We can't sit. We can't rest. I never saw my mom rest. Why would I 
Why would I rest? And then we have things like heart disease and anxiety and depression and high blood pressure and all of this different, these different things that start happening on chemical levels when we start separating from God's calling over what he spoke to us. And I'm not saying that depression isn't a real thing that can happen on its own. I have it. And I have anxiety. But I know it acts up more when I separate from what God is calling me to do when I start trying to do things and do more, improve myself and do all these things on my own. And then I start going, I'm good. I'm good, God. You go help someone else who needs a blessing. I'm just busy over here doing my thing. No, that's when I need the blessing the most. I need to bring it down. So we'll move from this. How many ladies in here who are watching, and maybe if you're watching after or you're listening on the podcast, you can do a virtual high five or hands up. Bake. I did a bunch of baking this past weekend. I love baking bread. I love making cookies. I love giving them out as soon as they're here because I will make them all. Give me a heart or a thumbs up or any of those things if you bake bread, cookies, you enjoy baking something or the other. Good morning, Heather. Baking. Yes. Lots of people love baking. If you are baking bread, what is something you have to do to get the best bread possible? You know where I'm going with this. It's not a trick question. What do you need to do with your cookie dough before you put it in the oven? What do you need to do with your bread dough before you put it in the oven? What do you have to do with these doughs before you start making them into the beautiful thing that they are? Right? No baking for me? Well, we got enough bakers in here for you tomorrow. Don't you worry. And you know this anyways. The general public knows this, but we never do it. It's you need to freeze or cool your cookie dough before you work it. On the back of every bag of cookie recipe, on every single recipe, cool the dough before you start making it into balls and baking it. Rest your bread, right? You need to let it prove and rest and stop touching it. Stop fooling around with it. Stop doing too much with it so that it can do what it needs to do. The yeast activates, it grows, and you get good dough that you can then break and make into good bread. If we don't cool the cookies first, dough, and we don't let the bread dough rest, we end up with uh, this like soggy, flat, um, not yummy as it could be bread. Like it's still going to be okay bread. You will eat it. You'll go, oh, all right. Okay. And the cookies will still be cookies. I don't know anybody who's going to be turning down a bunch of cookies. But they're not going to be as good as they can be because you didn't give it the time to do what it needed to do in its rest, in its proving state. You put it in the proving drawer, British baking, my like favorite show ever. Um, you need to let it prove. You need to let it rest before you bake. And then after you bake it, you're not just taking your loaf of bread and like, ah, 
shoving it to your face, right? And you're not eating all the cookies, first off, because they will burn you. But second, they're not set. They're like a goopy, soupy mess. You need to let them cool and rest before you eat them. You don't have to be a baker to know when you take your Nestle pre-made cookies out of the oven, you can't just put them in your mouth. You tell your kids, we got to wait for them to cool. We have to wait for them to rest. We jump this so often in baking that I feel like sometimes we like just plop it into our lives, right? Like, well, I didn't rest the bread. It's fine. It's all right. If we don't prove our bread, the yeast isn't going to grow in that dough and make proper bread. Flip side, if you over knead your bread and work it too much, I just made homemade um, pancakes for the kids. And it's one of those things, if you over mix it, it doesn't come out right either. It'll not have the air bubbles it needs. It won't have the room to grow where it needs to because you've just beat the heck out of your dough and now it's like, ugh. even if it rested, it's not going to come out perfect. Our bodies are no different. You cannot keep pounding your body like this with to-do lists, with maybe it is exercise. Maybe you're just so caught up in, I ate so much, so now I need three hours of exercise today. Pound my body, pound my brain. I'm not good enough. I gotta keep going. I have to do this and that and this and that. And you beat it so much that even if you did let it rest, it doesn't know what to do in the rest. These carbon dioxide bubbles have to come out of a dough when you're making bread to poof while it's proving, right? It needs these air bubbles. And when you punch it too much, it doesn't have any room. So even though you're proving it, and then you go, well, what the heck? It still didn't come out right. I let it prove for an hour and a half. I did its thing. But it was so beat down that it couldn't do what it needed to do in proving because it was broken before it went there. It wasn't how it was supposed to be before it went there. Are you beating your minds and your bodies so much during the day that you don't even know what to do with rest if it hit you in the face? Are you like, sleep? I work on three hours. Sleep? You want me to get eight hours of sleep? I, I work best at four. No, you don't. You just told yourself you do, and your mind is now convincing yourself that you do, and you're so accustomed to being horribly, horribly overtired that your body is just working on E, and it's like, well, this is what she's doing to us, so it's fine. We do the same thing with our minds and our body. We cannot beat ourselves so hard and then expect rest to come easily. We can't beat the dough of the bread and then think it's going to prove and make good bread. These things have to work hand in hand. Rest isn't just sleep. Rest isn't just sitting down and watching mindless TV. Rest isn't just taking a time out from the day for five minutes. Rest is treating your body, the dough of your bread, honorably, treating it as much as we could. It does need work. It does need to be stretched and pulled. It doesn't need to be beat up, but it needs to be pulled and worked 
And that's good. We're supposed to work. We're supposed to do things. We're supposed to give to others in the context of what your bread needs, right? And then we need to let it prove where all of these things come together and make a beautiful dough and then it can bake. But if we're pounding our bodies and our minds all day, go, 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 and then we try to sleep at night, guess what's not going to happen? You're not going to sleep because this isn't going to shut off because you didn't treat your body right and your mind right during the day. So what can you do? Let's turn to the word for a minute. Rest isn't this like thing that God said, well, maybe one day you can rest. You've got a lot of work here. God had a lot of work to do. Making the earth, making humans, um, making man, then woman, making all of the plants, um, all of the animals, the air, the sea, the light, the night. He um, worked a lot. And guess what he still did? He rested and looked back on what he did. If you are so busy rushing through life or rushing through seasons or trying to get to the next best thing, you're going to miss the very blessing of what God has put into your life. You will miss your kids growing up. You go, it went back by in a blink of an eye. It always does. But do you actually enjoy any moments with your kids or were you too busy checking things off that you needed to do that you couldn't do it? You couldn't stop and sit with them for a minute. You didn't allow yourself any time to cuddle with them on the couch. You gave yourself five minutes with them and then, I gotta go, busy, ah! <laughs> things to do, people to prove, people to please, things to make, places to go. No, you need to make time for that too. Even if you're not feeling well, rest is different. Your body needs rest to heal, but you also need rest up here to live. If you don't have rest up here, your brain, your mind, your mentality, your thought process, you're not going to see the fruits of your labor. You're just going to keep pushing on. And guess what? That's exhausting. And that's what your kids are going to see, that there's never any gratification for your work. You just keep going. God had a day of rest to look back and say, this is good and enjoy what he did. If you leave no time for rest during your every day, every day, this is something I coach to my clients and it's the hardest thing to get through women's minds is that you need to rest every day. I'm not talking sleep. I'm not talking sitting down and watching TV. I'm not talking Bible time as your rest. I'm talking quiet. Like nothing. Allow your mind to be bored. Allow your mind to do what it does naturally, right? To allow thoughts and ideas to come to your mind. The reason this podcast happened is because I was resting one day and said I should go live every Monday morning and we did and then in another rest I was like oh more people can hear the good news of fitness and faith if I make a podcast and guess, and then we did but I didn't just all at one time go ah we gotta do everything all at once and it's gonna get done now and then never rest ideas blessings uh miracles dreams 
all of these things can happen to you when you're at a state of rest. They're, they can still happen when you're busy. Are you going to acknowledge it? No, probably not, right? When you're driving and you're stressed out and you're trying to get somewhere, if God's speaking to you, you're like, shh, I have things, I'm late, I'm running here, I need to be here, I need to be here. He can be talking and you are just tone deaf to his voice because you haven't rested enough to even recognize it anymore. He has gone nowhere. Our rest went somewhere. We've just brushed it to the side thinking busyness is the way to success and busyness is the way to make people happy and to do more and to prove ourselves. I'm a stay-at-home mom, so I've got to be busy all day to do all these things to prove that I should be staying home. No, stop. It's okay to rest. I'm not telling you to rest and be bored all day. I'm telling you to rest and be bored for like 20 minutes. And so often the kickback to me is, well, I'm bored. What am I going to do during that time anyways? Nothing. When my kids come to me and tell me they're bored, I don't know if you do this as moms too, but it's very effective. I'm bored. Good. I'm bored. Good. <laughs> they should be bored. Because that's where creativity takes over. They're not relying on a video game or me to lead them or someone else to lead them. They know now when they come to me and say I'm bored, I go, good, good. You should be bored. Go do something with it. Sit and make something up. The best games, like my son has such a creative mind. My daughter does too, but she's more like cutthroat. <laughs> my son is so creative and he makes all these fun games up and he makes songs and he practices on his drums and he's like oh I thought about this while I was bored I'm like yes it's working you're supposed to be bored sometimes now most of your day that would be a lot of boredom <laughs> but at least 20 minutes it's okay to sit in silence and be with your thoughts because then you actually have to deal with them same thing comes with our bodies, right? When we beat our bodies down with exercise and all of this so much all the time and don't rest, our muscles don't recover. Our muscles don't heal. So we look at it and we go, oh, I've been working out so hard constantly all the time. I can't do it. No, you, you can't. I'm not seeing gains. I'm not seeing losses. I'm stuck at this plateau. It's probably because what you're doing isn't working and you need to change it up. So stop being so committed to whatever program you're on, even if it's mine. You can be like, this isn't working. Okay, let's switch it up. Don't be so committed to the program that it's now a detriment to your own health. Oh, I started Weight Watchers and that's my thing, but I've been paying them and on a plateau for six months and... I haven't said anything to anybody. I just, you know, it's just my program. Will you say something to someone, <laughs> please? You're not supposed to be stuck where you are. You're supposed to be continually moving forward and then move back a little and then move, move forward again and then move back a little and then move forward a little. You should be working. You should be growing. You should be challenging yourself. You should be pushing new limits. You should be uncomfortable. If you're not any of those things, you're not working, you're not stretching, you're not growing, and you're not uncomfortable, then yeah, you're going to be at a plateau. 
And yeah, you're not going to be moving forward. You're just going to be kind of in this stagnant, lukewarm thing. In your faith, when's the last time you've been uncomfortable doing something? Maybe that's praising publicly. Maybe that's blessing someone and not telling all of social media about it. Maybe it's doing something at church that you're like, I should probably serve in the kids' church. And I just, I'm not comfortable with that. When's the last time you've stretched and gone uncomfortable with your faith or your health or your fitness or your family? And when is the last time you've stretched and gone uncomfortable with your rest and allowed thoughts to come to your mind that God is bringing there that you actually have to at that point say, all right, you brought this here because I need to deal with it. I am finally going to deal with this issue, with this thought with this emotion, with whatever it is, we're going to deal with it. We are at true worship with God when we are resting at his feet. Do you allow yourself enough time to do that? It's one thing to be bored all day. What are you doing with your boredom? Stretching, growing, allowing the Lord to work through things. Dealing with thoughts that come up and not just shoving them down. And that goes with food, fitness, faith, emotions, anger, all of that. Or are we truly resting at his feet and go, God, when you bring it up, I'm going to bring it out into the light and allow you to deal with it. I've been struggling. I couldn't even bring to words what I was struggling. But when I rested at your feet, I did. And I'm bringing this to you. I'm bringing it to you. Embracing change and getting people into the mindset of working out is a thousand times easier for me as a coach than getting people to rest. Because we live in a society that glorifies busy, that glorifies the tired, that glorifies all these things that God never called us to do. Rest doesn't have to just be like sleep. Matthew eleven twenty eight, Jesus is saying, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Our true rest comes when we're at Jesus' feet. His response is the opposite to what the world is telling people to do. The world is telling you to do more, be more, go, go, go. Jesus is calling us to rest in him. If the world is shouting something at you, I just want you to be triggered that it's probably not what God's calling you to do. If the world is shouting anything at you, that you need to buy more, be more, do more, be less, right? There are times that you're like, just work out more to be less of yourself. I don't want to be less of myself. I just want to be the best version of myself. I don't want to be smaller to gain worth through that. That doesn't work. I don't want to be a less number on the scale thinking that's going to bring happiness because it doesn't. I want to be happy with the creation that Jesus made and I want to honor that in a way that makes sense. You don't have to be a certain number to be happy and have joy. We have joy through Jesus. So, 
Let's really look at our emotional rest. That rest doesn't actually have to be more sleep. It can be resting at Jesus' feet. Real, true worship. Quiet, real worship with him. Know that rest is also uncomfortable. Just like your workouts are uncomfortable. They should stretch you. Your rest is going to be uncomfortable too. It's going to cause you to need to be vulnerable in places you've been shoving down for a very long time. Rest is going to be achieved when you can go, I am speaking this out loud finally. I'm sick of this weighing me down on my shoulders. I'm bringing it to light and I am allowing Jesus to work through it. Rest is not what the culture tells you it should be. Rest is not what society is telling you to do. We can't quit our jobs. We've got to keep working, right? We're not just going to up and be nomads. Although some of my friends have, and I am kind of envious <laughs> of their nomadic life right now. But for the most part, we can't, right? We have to work. We have to take care of the kids. We have to take care of the house. There are things that we have to do but in there, we also have to escape at some point, right? When Jesus had to preach and he was preaching and he had to die on the cross, what did he do most of the time before those? He would call his disciples or very close, the closest disciples to him and escape for a minute. It's okay for you to escape for a minute and pray and be quiet and be together you could go to the top of the mountain, but you could also just say, I'm going to be in my car for a minute. I'm going to pretend like my boat, <laughs> my car is the boat of Jesus. And let's just take a break and let's redefine some things real quick. Let's not rush into this next task. Let's take a minute. Let's not just do all the things you have to do right away, one right back to back after another. Let's pray over it. And then perform the task. Let's pray over it and rest. And then do what we have to do. Let's enjoy some silence before the world is really loud and in our face again. When's the last time you allowed yourself enough quietness? You can be bored and not quiet. When's the last time you allowed yourself enough quiet space to hear God's voice speak? Let's do that. Let's allow ourselves to rest intentionally, to rest listening. You can still actively rest and be actively listening for God's calling. If you're working out too much, you still need to rest. If you've been pushing yourself at the gym because this last week or so you've had too many cookies and you're like, oh, I need to take all the cookies off, you're not gonna. You've outdone it. You're not going to take all the cookies off. I hate to break it to you. You can't outrun a bad diet. So instead of trying to pound the dough of your body into another shape to make up for past mistakes, stop. Just stop. Do your normal routine. Pray. Take a break. And move into your new, normal, healthy routine. Right? It's okay. But you working out for four hours is going to do nothing. It's just going to make your body worse. You can't pound the bread and then expect the dough to rise. It's not going to happen. So you can't do one without the other. You've got to work. You've got to move the bread. 
You gotta move the dough to get it activated and then you gotta rest it. And then you gotta bake it. And then you gotta rest it. And then you can eat it. The same goes in our lives. And I love that Jesus is the bread of life, especially as someone who loves to bake bread and you can see all these intricacies of what he is in the making of, of bread. I challenge all of you at some point in this next year, make bread from scratch and see all of the intricacies that need to go in and how just proving it for five extra minutes can make it different. Proving it for five minutes less can make it different from adding too much yeast. A thing that is good to make the dough rise is actually a bad thing. So adding too much of even a good thing is a bad thing. Adding too much rest isn't good either. You need to stretch. You need to be working. That dough doesn't turn into bread unless you work it. You can't just flat plop it all in unless you have a beautiful bread maker. But I don't want you making bread in a bread maker. Really make it. And I don't care if it comes out crazy. That's how you learn. It wasn't a failure. It's a learning exercise. You go, all right, proved this for 30 minutes. Wasn't enough. Bread didn't pop up. Next time, 45. Next time, next time. What are you going to do the next time? If that rest that you're trying this time isn't working, next time, what can you try? All right, I was in my car. That didn't work. I'm going to try my closet this time. Ah, that didn't work either. All right, this time I'm going to try my couch. This time my in-laws are coming over. I'm going to have them take the kids and I'm going to sit in peace uh, in my bed. I don't care what it is. Don't quit. Don't be like, well, rest isn't for me. No, it is. Okay? It is for you. It's everywhere throughout the Bible. In Isaiah, in Matthew, it's everywhere that you need rest. It's from Genesis. Very first things. The very first words in the Bible include rest. God rested. Look at what you're creating and enjoy it. Look at your kids and look at them. Like really look at them. Because they're not going to be this age tomorrow. They're not going to be at this stage forever. You're not meant to stay in this stage. Our kids are meant to grow. We are meant to grow. Enjoy it. Stop and smell the roses. Stop and enjoy the success you're having. My shirt says, small progress is still progress. Celebrate your small progress. Don't beat yourself up. I only lost a half a pound. Arr. Yay, I lost a half a pound. Yes, now I know I can do it. I'm going to keep moving on. Because a half pound every week is great. Right? Three pounds off every month is awesome. Long term. Stop thinking so short term. Stop thinking so in your task. Open your eyes. Take your blinders off. Look around at what's by you so that you can enjoy the very things God has placed in your life right now as a blessing that you're not noticing because you're not resting, you're not stopping, you're not taking a minute to just see the good that is all around you. Celebrate the small wins. Celebrate the rest. Celebrate the failures. Celebrate everything because it's brought into your life, whether good or bad, for a reason. Ask Paul. Ask Job. 
Ladies, thank you for joining us. I know this was a, like a crazy live. It is tentative if I am live next week. I'm going to try to be. I am going in for my own surgery on Wednesday this week, so I will appreciate prayers. Please, and thank you for a quick, easy procedure, for getting home quickly, for rest that is needed for my body and my knee specifically, um, and that I don't try and push things too hard. Because sometimes I worship my workouts more than I worship my God. That's just me being real. I'm like, oh, I got to get my workouts in every day. <laughs> and I'm like, I did Bible yesterday. I'm going to take today off because I'm too busy. So that's me being real. I'm a human too. And I'm definitely not a perfect Christian. But where I'm not allowed to work out, that's where I'm going to struggle for a while. So prayers, please. And thank you. If anyone else needs prayer, um, please let me know. I love, 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 love praying over you ladies and challenge yourself today to rest real rest at the feet of Jesus. Not this rest. She told me to rest. <laughs> Hands crossed, face downcast, mad, real rest in Jesus feet, real rest, allowing him to process and work through things. Real rest that is still stretching and challenging you. And your goal for 2022, I had to look at the year. I was like, where are we? Your goal for 2022, in this group, everyone's going to make a loaf of bread. I want to see pictures of your bread. I will start. I will make a loaf of bread tomorrow because I won't need it. I love it. It smells so good. Your house will smell lovely. Even if it doesn't look good, your house will still smell good. So make a bread experiment with it, really look and see at all the intricacies that go into kneading and go into proving and go into baking and go into resting to make this happen and then apply it to your life. Jesus is the bread of life. Take a deep look at bread and everything that goes into it to make it and then be in awe and honored of everything that he did to make you in that same way. Don't overprove don't overwork, don't overbake, don't overrest yourself. Find that happy middle ground, right, of where you're happy, where you're worked, but you're content, where you're rested, but you're growing, where you're baking, but you're not burnt, and where you're cooling, but you're not cold. Find those balances for yourself and you will find rest. Ladies, have an awesome week. Thank you for Praying, Jessica, praying for you. Jenna, I will talk to you soon. Happy Monday.